Hey, sis. Hey, welcome to a new episode of That's My Sis, the one and only podcast created for the resident, loyal to a fault, strong friend who is available for everyone else's problems, but hears crickets when her life is falling apart. Whether you're the strong friend in your high school crew, your church sisterhood, or the strong sister or daughter in your family, you will find a space to be seen, to be heard, and celebrated for your strength, your resilience, and tenacity while listening to That's My Sis podcast. Sis, this is your time to forget about being the answer for others. Instead, be refreshed, be poured into, and be empowered in Christ. Sis, laugh, cry, and shout, that's my sis, whenever you hear something that resonates with your soul. Let's hop into today's episode as we talk about being the standard instead of the status quo. Hey, you guys, it is another week, another episode. This is week nine of That's My Sis podcast. We took a week off, y'all. I needed the break. Um, a few weeks ago, I did two events back to back. I went, I did one in person and I did one virtually. And your sis was wiped out, baby. Tired. Like, not like tired, but tired. Just tired, y'all. And so I've been taking the week off. Um, well, I took last week off really to just recoup. I took last week off to really just reflect. And this thought has come up in my mind through prayer. And so I said in the introduction, it is being, be the standard and not the status quo. What I really meant to say was be the standard and not the exception. I wanted to do, uh, I wanted to make that clear that we're going to talk about being the standard and not the exception. Status quo will go there, but if you know anything about my brain, it likes to do things opposite <laughs> and then make it make sense. And so we are going to talk about being the exception most of our lives. I want to really talk about that. And so I was just having a conversation, like literally right before I press record to my friend, I mean, with my friend, shout out to Tassan. Um, and I was having the conversation and she was like, are you ready to record this episode? And I'm like, girl, cause I've been struggling with it. I was tired a week ago. I was really trying to get this topic off and Holy Spirit just had me sit down and write some things out. So if you hear paper turning, it's me turning the pages of what God had given me. And I was, I made the joke like, man, I didn't wrote a whole sermon <laughs> at this point, but that's just how God works with me when he wants me to get something out. So I'm getting the cozy. I got a pillow behind my back, my feet crossed. I got my stuff set up. I'm in my living room. I just cut off my music. I have been in worship for the last, you know, um, couple hours, just enjoying the quietness of my day and this is my day to recoup um i recoup on thursdays and so it's a thursday i'm recording this this will be out tomorrow afternoon um central standard time and so y'all we've been doing this for about let's say nine weeks now um we have been doing this podcast that's my sis has been uh another avenue for people to just 
get to know what is within me, right? What's bubbling on the inside of Jasmine? What is bubbling? <laughs> what is she processing? What is she going through? Like, and you know, and I was telling my friend that um, when I was going to record this episode last week, I don't ever like coming from a place of woe is me. And so I was trying to process what does it mean for me to be the standard and not the exception? And so that was something that I prayed. Um, this this concept, this idea, this revelation came through prayer. Um, I want to say it was during our virtual event on April 1st, and I had prayed this, or it might have been on that Wednesday before that event, so the la- like the last Wednesday of March. I might have prayed this prayer in prayer of about us being the standard and not the exception. And so I didn't continue on with the thought. I was just like, okay, God, that's good. Like, what does that mean though? And so I was trying to tackle something that I, I myself needed to get greater clarity on. And so I have no shame in my game. I like to be consistent. If you know me, I do my best to show up as best as I can. I try to hold on. I try to do the good fight. But there are just times where if God is like, hey, don't move, Spud. I don't move. If God is like, hey, this ain't, this not it. And I'm just like, this ain't it, y'all. And I'm not going to say anything. And so sometimes I also feel myself repeating the same things over and over. And that could just very well be like, maybe this is what the Holy Spirit is having me say. Um, I know that in growing up and just expressing myself more and more as I've grown, like as I've grown as a, you know, as a person and as an adult, um, I know that when I was younger, I didn't really express myself. Like I, I had a lot going on with me and I did not, I did not express myself. And so, uh, a lot of people may think that I'm extroverted. I may have mentioned that before, but people think that I'm extroverted all the time, but I'm really an introvert. And so I'm going to be, let's put a pin in that disclaimer here. I'm also working through, have I become an introvert because of my traumas and me feeling rejected or abandoned and neglected, like, or misunderstood or overlooked? Like, am I an introvert because that was the greatest way to protect myself? Or am I truly an introvert because that's the way that I refuel and I refresh? Am I afraid to be out in the world? Am I afraid to be in front of larger crowds of people and connect with lots of people? Am I afraid of that? And so I'm maybe we'll work that out in one of in one of these episodes um, upcoming. But for me, if I could be truthfully honest, like I am really experiencing a new a new look, like using all these little, you know, these little Christian terms, all these terms in this Christian world, uh, a new dispensation. Um, I'm really at this place, a state of being of Jasmine. This version of Jasmine is a different Jasmine than any other Jasmine that I've ever known. And the state of being, right? This state of being has really caused me to think about some of my some of my doubts, some of my fears, some of my triumphs, some of my blessings. I've been just like in this mode of like constantly thinking, okay, God, like I'm grateful, I'm thankful, like thank you because you didn't let me 
You didn't let me go down this rabbit hole. You didn't let me go down a sinkhole that I could not like recover from. And so what I really want to talk about when we come talk about being the standard and not the exception is I have really come to realize that resilience has been the key for me. The Bible likes to call it long suffering or perseverance, but resilience has been that thing for me. Um, I was, my husband and I were watching the little Dickie show the other day and something that Gator said to little Dickie, um, is that you get knocked down seven times, but you get up eight. Um, Cardi B, one of my favorite rappers, she's, she has a song where she's like, you knock down, you know, we knock down nine times, but we get up 10. And so that is what my life has been. I've been knocked down seven times, but I got up eight. I've been knocked down nine times, but I get up 10. I get knocked down every time I turn around, but I keep getting up. And so the Bible even says a righteous man falls seven times and he gets back up. You know, Donnie McClurkin said, we fall down, but we get up. A saint is just a sinner who fell down. Choir, sing it with me. A saint is just a sinner who fell down, but didn't stay there <laughs> and got up. And so... Side note, just for you to know about me and my life, just a little bit. Um, once upon a time, <laughs> in the late 90s, early 2000s, your girl was a praise dancer. And so, no, at my church that I went to, we were not praise dancing, all like ballerinas, but we did mostly sign language. And so, as a jokey joke, because I'm a jokey jokester, um, my sister and I were cleaning up on a Saturday and we were playing like, remember like music choice or whatever it was, like if you had Xfinity or Comcast at the time and you were able, you got cable and you were able to play the music songs, I mean the music channels. So we were playing the gospel music channel. That thing came on and your girl, me, uh-huh, I made a praise dance and every time he would say, we fall down, girl, I would be on the floor. <laughs> My sister and I would be <laughs> dropping like flies and we'll get up. And so um, that was just my little story about that song. And so when I think about, you know, resilience, long suffering, perseverance, however you want to say it, like having that, you know, that that ambition, baby, it's all in your eyes, right? Like you having this ability to keep going has really transformed my life. And so I want to talk about that. That's where I'm at. Because last week I was going to come at it from this place of woe is me. I'm so used to having dysfunction. I don't know how to function without dysfunction. And that's still going to be a part of our conversation today, but that's not going to be how I address this. I want to come to you, strong friend, hashtag strong friends unite. I want to come to you, strong friend, with this thought process or with this um, revelation or understanding that we should have of ourselves, right? Whatever, whatever state of being you are, my state of being is here. But whatever state of being you are, I need you to know that you can flip from being the exception to the rules to being the standard in which people should see what God loves 
what God's love looks like through you. You should be the standard of healing. You should be the standard of power. You should be the standard of forgiveness. How do I go from being the exception to being the standard? How did I go from feeling like I was full of dysfunction and I was full of drama? Like, I'm not like, I'm not a person who's like, oh, girl, I'm whispering behind your back. Like, I may say what I say behind your back to your face, but I'm not a person who's just like catty. I'm not a cat. I'm not a catty woman. But what I am is a woman who I can be very dramatic and I can exaggerate how I feel about something or I can I can become very passionate and that can cause a lot of drama. Like I can just exaggerate my reactions to things. And sometimes it can be very dramatic as if I should be on a stage acting, which I believe that's going to be part of my calling in life. But until I get to that point, you know, and I know the quote, life's a stage, but sometimes people don't want to be in your stage play. Sometimes people ain't asked to be extras in your movie. They're not asking to play in your music video. They don't want to be in your musical. And so I've had to learn in the, in the, I, I'm going to keep saying the last decade from 22 till now, 32, I've had to learn in this past 10 years that in order for me to see a different side, a different state of being in me, in order for me to shift up my perspective, my paradigm, my mental state, in order for me to get out of agreement and not live in the mental illnesses that have been attached to me, assigned to me, if I had to, in order for me to get out of a place of always fighting, (laughs) always fighting on the inside of me, I've had to become resilient. I had to allow the resiliency that God has implanted in me from the beginning of my life, my optimism, I had to allow it to push me forward. So now I'm not the exception. I am the standard. I am shifting myself from being like, oh, I know that God can do it for someone like me. No, it is the standard for God to take broken people and transform them. It is the standard for God to take the abuse and make them healed. It is the standard. Like, this is not just a, oh my God, I'm so grateful that you healed me. This is like, God, I knew that you were going to do it because I'm a great candidate to be healed. I'm a great candidate to be a leader. I am a great candidate for you to change the world little by little through little old Jasmine. And so I want us to know, you know, um, in this episode, I want you to know that you can shift your mind. You can shift your state of being from looking like the exception. And then you, and, and you can become the standard in your life. When you become the standard in your life, that means how people treat you has to change. How you treat yourself will have to change. What you, what you see and how you see it may have to change. You're going to have to listen more and talk less. When you open up your mouth to talk, you have to be um, intentional. You have to be exact. You have to come and, and show up in every space like you belong in it. That's how you shift your mind. That's how you shift your state of being from being something that is not the standard. It's average. It's regular. It's normal for me 
to be this boisterous. It's normal for me to be this, you know, this dope, this cool. It's normal for me to be this talented that nobody could do this except for God himself. And that's not because he just gave me salvation and transformed me, but that's because he made me like this from the beginning. The enemy just broke the rules. Come on. The enemy broke the rules. Satan broke the rules. The devil broke the rules. He broke the rules. He broke the rules of who you were meant to be. He changed the standard and how you were supposed to live by doing what he did to cause you to believe that you were so different, that you were so like that you were such a misfit that you could never make it, that you could never do it, that you could never heal it, that you could never um, make it function and get out of its dysfunction. He made it to where we thought that we could not do those things. And so um, I've had to process that. I've been processing that is that, my life has been the exception the whole time. My life has shown up. I have shown up in my life as the exception, not realizing that when he made a Jasmine, that I was the standard. That when he made a you, that you are the standard. When he decided to give me the gifts and the talents, it wasn't the exception. He didn't say, oh, I'm going to break the rule and I'm going to give you a gift or a talent that maybe you did not, you that you couldn't handle or you didn't deserve to have. No, he gave you everything that he ought, that he decided should come with you because you are the standard for you in your life. And so, um, I just wanted to share that with you today. I wanted to share that with you. I wanted you to hear that from you know, God's mouth through my mouth in your ears. I want you to hear that you, if you stay in perseverance, if you stay in long suffering, if you stay in patience, if you stay being resilient, if you get knocked down eight times, seven times, you better get up eight. If you get knocked down nine times, you better get up 10. If they knock you down 19 times, you better get up 20. If they knock you down 45 times, you better get up 50. I don't care how many times you get knocked down by the dysfunction in your family. I don't care how many times you get knocked down by the dysfunction in your mind. I'm telling you, if you stay resilient, you are going to see God shift you into what the standard of your life is supposed to look like. And so um, I want to truly talk about what is the purpose of resilience? What is the purpose of it? Let's go, let's take this commercial break and then we'll come back into it. This is Jasmine Lanise, your host here at That's My Sis Podcast. I am cordially inviting you to the second session of the Queen's Corner Community, the Women Who Wore Virtual Experience. Sis, you cannot miss this one. We did one on April 1st, 
and it was fire. Drop all the fire emojis you can think of. We had such a great time in the Lord. We worshiped, we prayed, we prophesied. Women were getting their answers. They got direction. And since we were able to sow into one of our sisters, and I am so grateful for what God did. Our theme two weeks ago was anything can happen. And we are believing and moving in that. And so we invite you to this next one on April 22nd, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time via Zoom because our theme is Ask Again. What do you need to ask again? What do you need from God? Let's ask again. Sis, we are ready to partner with you in the Queen's Corner community. We are ready to pray. We are ready to war. We're ready to worship. We're ready to cry out before the Lord with you. If you need a community that is ready to give God all the praise and glory and keep you accountable to the word and his standard of living, girl, this is the place. How do you join us? You will look at the description of this podcast and you will copy the link and you will go to the link and you will register. This is a free event, sis. So don't miss it because baby, if this one is like anything like the last one, it's about to go higher. We are going higher in the Lord and we want you to be a part of it. Okay. See you there. Bye. Okay, so you just heard that commercial recorded by me. (laughs) Um, And so I want to say you are welcome to join us for the Women Who Wore virtual event on April 22nd, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time via Zoom. But baby, what do you got to do? You got to go up in this description and you're going to have to copy the link and you're going to have to register. In order for me to send you the link, you got to register and it is free, F-R-E-E, free, and we're going to have a good time in the Lord. So I wanted to talk about what is the purpose of resilience. And so when I think about all the years that I have fought through, like my anger, I have really been angry. I was angry at my father. I was angry at my mother. I was even angry at my stepdad. I've been angry at my siblings. Like, you know how you just be angry like, why you don't understand me? Why you don't know this was going on with me? If you've ever been a, vic- uh, a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, you understand. you like, dang, y'all don't see me. I'm here. <clears throat> I'm big, bold, and beautiful. I'm sorry. Hairspray's in my hair. Listen, if you don't notice now, even if I'm being serious, a song from something else is coming. So you're going to have to deal with it. Um, but I just realized like I've always fought with my anger. I have, I have worked so hard from going from being the girl who would be so angry that I would basically like push my own head into windows, walls. Like I would beat myself up. I would be so angry that I would be like, uh, on a TV show, like shaking my hands, Um, If you ever watch a Chinese show, sometimes when they get angry, they're like, they shake so much with anger and they start hitting stuff. That's how I used to do my anger. I would never put my anger on the other person. I would self-harm. 
And then I got to a point, oh, I got to a point, my sister, I got to a point um, when I was first married um, the first time with my ex-husband, that switch broke to where I just went full on into violence. And so there's been times for many years now where I'm not there now, but there's been many times in, 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 over the years that I have basically went into physical violence. And so I just couldn't control it. So I'm, I'm just going, you know, I'm just thinking about back down memory lane um, of just like all the different places that me being resilient and understanding that it won't always be like this. It won't always be like this. Hey, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's like a little radio in my head. Um, but me realizing that it won't always be this way. It does, and it doesn't have to be like this, you know. Um, like Keisha Cole said, if you don't know her, go look her up. She changed her mind. I had to get to a point where I changed my mind about my anger. I had to get to a point where I changed my mind about resentment. Um, you know what Beyonce, she had that song, Resentment. Uh, <laughs> listen, all these songs. Um, all right, let me be serious. Okay, y'all, I'm going to be serious. No more song references for the next minute. Let's bet. Uh, okay, so I'm just thinking that my resilience has helped me because I remember being so angry. I remember being full of resentment. I resented the fact that, you know, my sister had her father at home. I resented the fact that I felt like my other family members were closer with each other than I was. I, I, and then I felt misunderstood. And so as long as I held on to the resentment, the misunderstanding, the jealousy, um, the anxiety, the codependency, let's talk about that as a strong friend, you're probably the strongest person in your crew because you're codependent. Like, let's be honest. We're probably around people who need us just as much as we need them. Not interdependent, meaning like we depend on one another and it's like a give and take. But we're with people who we need each other so much that we don't know how to, we do not know how to live without them needing us and so it's just like um i'll say this it's just like a mother and daughter right you're the if you're the mother or you're the daughter whichever one i'm the daughter to a you know to a mother i'm not a mother to a daughter yet and so when you're the mother to a daughter and you emotionally dump like you you're you want her to be around you're always talking to her about your problems you're always communicating things that are like your different moods and what people have done and, you know, what you've experienced. Instead of you going to counseling to get help, you've you've now become enmeshed. The way it's like, she doesn't want to hurt your feelings. She doesn't want you to experience more pain. So she alters who she's meant to be, what she wants to do in order for you to have her still as your emotional dumping ground. And a lot of times moms don't realize that they may do that, especially if they don't have friends that they can trust or that they have a lot of traumas that they haven't went to work out in therapy and, and began to heal. And so a lot of us who are the strongest friends in our group, sometimes we have always been the person who's either been in, in mesh with people. We've probably been the person who, you know, I didn't know where my skin ended and where theirs began. Like, 
my thoughts were their thoughts. Their thoughts were my thoughts. Like, I didn't stand up for myself when I didn't want to do something. Or I was just always put in a position because they were my quote-unquote elders. They were my mom. They were my parent. They were my guardian. They were whatever they were. And I didn't want to hurt their feelings. But in reality, that just taught me to be more reliant on what they thought, felt, and did than it was for me to learn autonomy. Meaning taking care of myself, being truly independent. Not independent in a way to cover my insecurity, but independence in knowing if I need help, I can ask for help. You know, like independence is not being absent of understanding that you need help. You know, that's it's well, independence is that, but autonomy is having the freedom to pick and choose and do what you need to do on your own, but also having the freedom and picking and choosing to lean on a healthy support system. And so when I think about how my fear, my depression, my anxiety for so, for so long, um, they've been in the forefront of my mind. I have to realize that God has allowed me to continue to work through those things for me to get to this state of being. So what has resiliency taught me? It's taught me that everything in my life can shift, it can change, or it can stay exactly the same if I'm not in constant motion. So here's the thing. In order for you to work through being the, going from being the exception to being the standard, you have to realize that the fear, the worry, the doubt, the hate, the this, the that, all of your things, all of your trauma, let's call them traumas and dramas. All of your traumas and dramas together is going to take you from getting knocked down nine times, getting up 10. It's going to take you making a choice that no matter what happens, I cannot stay codependent. No matter what happens, I cannot, this don't work for me no more. I need to do something else. And when you become persevering, when you decide that you're going to keep going through whatever the process is of life and you're like, look, this does not add up for me anymore. These dots don't connect. I, this don't feel true to who I am because you decide to, to keep living each day, especially if you're a Christian. Let's be honest. If you are a kingdom woman, if you are a woman who is a Christian, you are a woman right now and you are listening to this podcast, you know Jesus, you know of Jesus, you know God, you know of God, and you're trying to get deeper and grow into your, in your relationship and grow as a woman. And listen, as you grow as a person and you're growing as a woman, you have to realize that each day you get up and you try, you're being resilient. And so what resiliency has taught me, it has taught me that anything can shift, anything can change, anything can stay the same if I decide to stay stagnant. One thing, strong friend, that we cannot do, we cannot stay stagnant. Here's the thing. This podcast is for you to understand you have been stagnant for you too long. You have been a sitting duck for you too long. You've been moving and grooving for them, but I need you to move and groove for you. Stop letting everybody else keep moving forward and you are being resilient, getting up every time you get knocked down, each round you go of life and you're like, nothing has changed for me because you've got to get in motion. You have to be in constant motion. So what does constant motion look like? 
Constant motion is the daily decision to keep releasing, to keep unlearning, to keep relearning, to continue to forgive, and to take small to large leaps of faith. When was the last time you took a leap of faith? Let's think about that. When was the last time you really was like, God, I forgive so-and-so. God, I release them from my heart. God, I give you this, you know, I give you this faulty thinking. I give you this faulty belief about my healing. I give you this faulty belief about my family. God, I, this is dysfunctional. Like this, this way of being dysfunctional, I'm, I'm picking at my husband because I want a reaction out of him or I'm leaving sly little comments on stuff because I'm not happy about how I feel about something in my life. That's dysfunctional. And so when you start to re recognize, yo, there's some things I have to unlearn. Why? Why? You know what I mean? Like I need to unlearn this and then I might need to relearn. Maybe I might need to relearn how to take care of my bills. I might need to relearn how to treat people. Maybe I need to relearn some things that I have learned by way of life and experience. Um, a big thing with women, heterosexual women, let's put it like this. I don't know about women who are lesbians. I'm going to be honest. But heterosexual women, we, we learn so much about men um, vicariously through bad relationships or we learn it we learn a lot of our information um about men through maybe watching the men in our family and if there weren't many men in our family we learn through listening to our aunts our older sisters um um our moms grandmothers etc we learn by them sharing their experiences some of y'all need to unlearn what you've been taught because if you have not given them a chance, now listen, if you have not healed your stuff, get the plank out of your eye before you look at the speck. You got the beam in your eye and there's a speck in their eye and you're not looking at what you need to unlearn and relearn. Um, a lot of things that I realized in my life is that I don't like, especially when it comes to my marriage, um, I share this with my friends a lot. I don't like, even if my my I don't like when people say my husband's going to be like this or my husband's going to act like this because he's a man. And I'm like, yes, he's a man. But if God can transform me, then why can't God transform him? And so I've had to unlearn the thought of, well, you're just a woman. You're going to act like this. I had to tell a client, I'm like, um, emotionally, I was very imbalanced. But, but that's just because I had unprocessed pain. So as a woman, we're not too emotional. We just have to learn how to have healthy outlets to release the pain. So anyway, being in constant motion is the journaling, the crying, the, the being sick and tired of our life being the same. It's the talking to your friends, your homegirls. It's having mentors if God allows you to. It's having a life coach like me. It's like, it's talking to God, praying to God, loving on God. And it could be having trusted advisors, like what I do as well, counseling people. And so the constant motion is, 
is the is the reading the books and the the self-help books it's the devotionals it's the being in bible-based studies it's going to conferences and events and being a part of groups like the queen's corner it's going to church services etc 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 and that when you're in constant motion you are operating in your resilience and so this motion forward with a mindset that allows you um no, the this forward motion is um with a mindset to always is a mindset to always keep going. It creates momentum in your life that you can use to um to become the standard in your own life and so that what was can now become obsolete. And so when you have this motion, you always moving forward. You say I'm knocked down 7 times, I get back up. You have this mindset of okay God, I'm okay with starting over. If you begin to have this mindset of saying, okay God, there's no failure in you, but I have failed. Let's be real. There's no failure when we're in God. Ah, there's no failure when we're in God, when we're walking with God, when we're doing what God wants us to do. But there is failure when we ourselves continue to operate from our own understanding. And yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy for you to begin to say, God, what is your will? Because there's so many other voices, your traumas, your dramas, there's things that you don't know, there's information that you have yet to obtain, there's revelations that have yet be revealed, and that's okay, that's fine. Like, no one is saying, you know, but your whole life, your whole life, if you fail over there, who said you're going to fail in, in, you know, in the next place? The only way you can fail is if you don't get back up and you don't do the work. If you don't read, you don't journal, you don't try to reprogram your mind. If you don't try to say, what are things that I need to unlearn, relearn, release, forgive, and heal? And so um, if you're always moving forward, you give the Spirit of God the opportunity to be your guide. You give him momentum. You operate from resilience, but then you activate your faith. The thing is, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to activate the gates in heaven that you can open up to receive divine strategy, divine help, supernatural enforcements. We have to be open and ready for God to pour into us what we need to keep going. It's his strength that is for us and with us. And so how does resilience lead to us breaking free from being the exception to being our the standard? And so when I say being the exception, it means that within your life, you have made choices to live within your dysfunctional ways and you continue to... to um. You continue to live like an outcast in your own life, which means um, that the people around you, they're basically all the same. They're dysfunctional. They're dramatic. They're traumatic. They're always, woe is me. We try to be optimistic, but it doesn't last long. We're always pointing out the flaws and why something is not working for each other. You have more people around you that you have to keep things from than you have people around you who you can share with. It should be the standard in your life to at least have three to five solid friends who you know that you can share the plan with that God has given you, the vision that God has given you. And there's no jealousy. There's no hate. 
it might be accountability. It might be questions, but it's not, they're not here to tear you down. A lot of times we have more people in our lives that want to tear us down, who are secretly jealous, harboring ill will against us. than we actually do people who are like, what it is, what's up? You know what I mean? Like we don't, we don't have that many people in our lives who are kind of like, Hey, I'm ready to run to the end and see what the end is going to be for what God is giving you. And so, um, when it comes to changing from being the exception to being the standard, we have to realize that we have made choices, we made decisions, and we have allowed ourselves to stay in a dysfunctional state for so long that everyone else around us is dysfunctional too, and they have accepted it. And when you began to walk in your resilience and you began to walk and activate your faith at levels, at new levels, each day, each morning, each season of your life, you will begin to realize that you got to keep the momentum going. And when you keep that momentum going, you're going to lose some people and some thoughts and some feelings and some things. The thing is, some of it, like I said, resilience has showed me things can shift, things can change, things can stay the same. And if your resilience only allows you to get up when you've been knocked down, it, it, when you begin, when you get knocked, excuse me, when you get knocked down multiple times, five times, but you decide to only get up three times, your resilience is going to show you where your faith is lacking. Your resilience is going to show you where your momentum is lacking, where you're not following the Holy Spirit, where you're not leaning on the word of God, when you're not tapping into who God says that you are, strong friend, we have put ourselves in the position of everybody else's savior when now it's time for us with God to save ourselves. Uh, that's what I'm going to say. Mic drop right there. And so I want you to know that an exception, I'm going to read to you what an exception is. Um, an exception is a person or thing that is excluded from a general statement or does not follow a rule. And so when you when you continue to live like an outcast in your own life, um, it means that the people around you, like I said, they're going to they're all going to be the same. You a lot of times attract what you are or you attract what you're missing. And so sometimes you want to attract what you're missing, not all the times attract what you are. I'm going to break that down real quick is that. When I was broken, I attracted a broke, broken people to me. When I was dealing with my trauma, I just attracted everybody. Most of the women who are around me, they have the same trauma. Like at a point in time, they have the same trauma, right? And even now, if women around me have similar trauma, because I've grown and because I've kept allowing God to work in my life and I've decided to um, break out of the, the dysfunction in my life, I've noticed that the people around me, they are doing the same. We may have trauma, but we're not our trauma. And so we're being resilient. We're being accountable with one another and we're pushing each other to keep going. So that's what I mean is that when you are staying stagnant, when you're in stagnation, when you're okay being the exception, then you are okay with everyone else around you being dysfunctional. And then that's how dysfunction becomes the standard and not the exception to the rule. And so, um, so yeah, so when, when something is an exception, um, 
you know, and then, well, I'm going to go back to this statement before I finish this part. I'm sorry. And so that when you look at the people around you, you will start to see that it, it it's going to affect how you live your life. It affects how you think. And then you, uh, it affects how you respond to life challenges. So when I'm operating from a place of God, this is the standard in which you've made me to be. And this is the exception that I've become because of the enemy's attacks on my life because of what the enemy has done as implanted in my life or got the things that you've allowed the enemy to do then i become the exception now i i have in i have people influencing me in either a negative or a positive way i have people influencing how i think how i feel about me how and how i respond and our responses should always be god if you are for me then who can be against me our responses should always be faith our response should always be that I am going to trust in the Lord no matter what. And so let's keep going um, and then we'll end this segment. And so um, I want to explain, I know, listen, I know that how you hear exception, like what do you mean not the exception, right? Um, I know that what it seems like that I'm saying, it seems backwards and how I'm explaining it based on the definition of what exception is, a person or thing that excluded from a general statement or does not follow a rule. Um, I want you to understand that where you are right now in your life is the exception. It breaks the rule of your purpose and the original intent that God had for you being here on the earth. Your trauma did not follow the rule of the of healing that God had already set out for you. Um, it did not follow the, the, the rule of love that God had for you. Um, it was because of your salvation through Jesus Christ. Um, that is the, the, excuse me, the salvation through Jesus Christ that is restoring you back to being the standard that when, when we were in created in the garden, our, the standard was to be in communion with God, no problems, no issues. We would not have known hunger. We would have not have known, um, um, thirst. We would not have known a lot of these things, pain, anger, hurt. That's why in revelation, it says you'll go, we'll go to heaven. There'll be no more crying. There'll be no more pain. There will be no more hurting. And so you have to think about, um, you have to realize that when we were created by God, let, let, let us make man and woman, male and female in our image, in our likeness. It was with in mind that you are fully healed. It was with in mind that you were fully free from demonic oppression. It was with in mind that you could do whatever it is that you put your mind to. That's what he, how he created us to be. And so, um, your trauma did not allow us to allow you to follow the rule, um, did not allow you to follow the standard. It created a rule. It created an exception that caused Jesus Christ to come back and rectify and restore and reconcile us back to the standard. And so our love for Christ and our resilience through loving Christ will now reverse the very exceptions that that has been released in our lives through the enemy's um, tricks and schemes and plots on our very life. And so it must be canceled. The exceptions must be canceled. And you want to know why? It's because you got to become the standard. We have to become the standard. We have to become what we were meant to be 
on earth. I know that this world is wicked. I know that this world is evil. I know that it seems hard, but with God on our side and the spirit of God living within us, we can do whatever it is that God allows us to do. So we're going to wrap this up in the next segment. So meet me on over there. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, so we understand that the exception is all of the traumas that we've experienced from your anger, your pain, your rage, your lust, your, you know, your your addictions. That, those are the exceptions, right? Because you weren't supposed to live like that. We weren't supposed to be like that. And so I really want to pose the question, like, so what does it look like for you, you and I, to be the standard in real time? And so I want to read the definition of standard for you because I love definitions. And here's the definition of a standard. It's, and this is as a noun, a noun, right? Person, place, thing, noun. Um, it's a level of quality or attainment. And so standard as an, um, as an adjective is used or accepted as normal or average. Um, and so it's either a level of quality or attainment, which is a noun, or as an adjective is used or accepted as normal or average. So you, cho you choosing to break out of living in a place of codependency, anger, self-sabotage, and depression, you are choosing to fight against what tries to keep you from experiencing what true happiness, freedom, and self-actualization is. And so as the strong friend, you can be battling your own battle silently and smiling and leading and, and teaching and loving and being a wife, being a mother, being a sister, being a grandma, all the things that we are, being a boss. You know, we are many things to many people, but a lot of times we're not taking the moment to really just say la, like say less, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I want to say, what does it look like being the standard in real time? In real time for me, I'm just going to share about me um, as we wrap this up. In real time for me, it is being okay with understanding that I don't have to be busy every day. Being okay with realizing that I don't have to be in problem-solving mode every time I talk to my sister or my mom or a friend. Being okay with, I don't have to change my husband to be what I think a good husband is. I just have to be resilient and, re and evolve with him. You know, um, allow him to evolve on his own pace. God waited 10 years for me. God is probably waiting some more time for me for some things, you know, to believe certain things and to come into alignment and agreement with certain things. And so um, where I'm at right now, I fought to get here. I was resilient. I did the unlearning, the re relearning, the releasing, the forgiving, the healing. I did those things. Now, I'm telling you guys things that I did, right? And so when I think about the fact that I did these things, and I'm thinking about the fact that these are the things that when I, I had such a hard time recording this last week because I was feeling like I don't know how to function without the dysfunction. I, that's just like saying, oh, I don't, 
I'm so used to being sick that I don't know how to be at ease without the dis-ease. And I'm like, that's crazy. And it took me a few a few conversations and just some time really thinking about that. Like, you fought for this. You were resilient for this. You cried for this. You you read books for this. You talked to people for this. Um, you really have to get to the point where... Well, I had to get to the point where, if I'm being honest, I had to get to the point where it's like, Jasmine, you never were supposed to be so angry that you you threw stuff, you broke your own dishes, you've, you put holes in walls. You were never supposed to be so rejected and dejected that you could not accept that you were beautiful. You could not accept that even the weight that you are is not the standard in how God wants you to live. Like I really had to sit and reflect and cry and pray and worship my way through understanding that dysfunction is not the standard. It's the exception. And the world has made it the ex made it the standard when God was like, this is the exception that in me, you are a new creation. In me, all things are made new. Behold, I do a new thing. In him, we can be planted, we can be buried, and we can be made alive. And so I've had to sit for a week, y'all, on this and really think that being the standard in real time is really choosing not to be codependent on other people, that I can't do um, I can't do a prayer room without certain people being there. I can't do business without other people encouraging me. Me not looking for validation, but knowing that if God said it, it's true. And so as the strong friend, we have a habit of masking a lot of our pain. We have the habit of masking what it is we really need. And so if you want to be the standard, you have to choose to fight against all the things, you know, the things, depression, lust, um, overeating, overanalyzing, overthinking, you have to fight against all the things that are holding you hostage to what true happiness can be, what freedom and liberty spiritually looks like, and what self-actualization, meaning that you have all of your needs met to the best of your ability. Even if you don't have them all met, but you have an understanding of purpose, you know who you are, you know your strengths, your weaknesses, and you got to fight and be resilient for that, right? So being a standard looks like for us is choosing boundaries. We have to stop living for others and leaving yourselves and leaving ourselves out of our daily equation. So daily, I take time to worship. I take time to journal. I go for walks. What are you doing for you daily? Without guilt, without shame, without pain, without feeling like you're not supposed to do it. You're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to whatever. What are, when and how are you truly taking time for you? I had this epiphany um, the other day when I saw this festival and it's a festival about basically about wine. It's like a rosé festival. And you're supposed to wear pink and white. And it's um, springtime. And it's fun. It's outside. It's out here in Houston. And I seen it too late to where I'm like, I cannot. My husband and I cannot afford to do it because it's so late in the game. And the tickets are like crazy. 
Um, and so I had an epiphany. And this, this is what the standard looks like. Me being the standard in real time, having boundaries and understanding that I can't leave myself out of my daily equation. I used to get so frazzled at the fact that I was like, oh man, I, um, I'm not going outside every day or I'm not doing this every day or every day. Like, oh my God, I'm not eating. I'm not going out with friends every weekend and blah, blah, blah. And so Holy Spirit talked to me like, is that how you want to measure your life? And I, and I, and I told my husband, when I had the revelation, I had the epiphany. I said, I'm now I'm choosing to measure our life by the events, the festivals, the vacations, the, the staycations, the mini getaways, and the vacations we take. And I'm like, we need to begin to say, do we want to go to homecomings? Like what HBCU's homecomings do we want to go to? Do we want to go see the Longhorns play? Like, do we want to go see the Dallas Cowgirls, I mean, boys play? Do we want to go to San Antonio? Like, what are the things that we want to do for us to be like, hey, this is the new standard of how I treat my life. It's not the exception like, oh, if I can, or oh, well, I didn't think about that. No, I'm now I'm putting it in on paper. I'm making it an uh, um I'm making it a part of my daily living. I'm making it a part of my quarterly life that I need to go get a massage, I need to go to Vegas, I need to do whatever it is for my husband and I to live our lives. I need to have girls trips. Um, I'm trying to plan something for Memorial Day for some of my fe- for some of my friends. Like I want to be able to say this is the standard in which I live. I go out, I love on people, but I still have my introverted self, and I do things that are just for me with no one else. And so that's how you become the standard. Is one you choose your boundaries. What are your boundaries? What are things that you're not going to allow people to cross? Like at this time, don't call me. Leave a voicemail. You know what I mean? Like, um, I have do not disturb. I'm going to start telling people to stop telling people like, hey, if I don't answer you, leave a voicemail. Like, I don't care if you know the trick or not. Don't call me. If I didn't answer, there's a reason why I didn't answer. It's not because I didn't hear you. Not because I didn't see it. It's because I didn't want to answer. And so creating boundaries. Stop leaving yourself out of the day. The second thing it is we have to give ourselves the permission and the space to fail. Allow yourself to fail openly and allow yourself to fail publicly. Let people know when you fail, when you did not do something in the way that you want it to be. Allow it to happen. It's okay. You're not going to die. We're not going to die. You know, we're only humiliated if we're choosing not to learn from it. Resilience is that constant motion. If we don't allow resilience and faith to take its course, perseverance to do its work, like the Bible says in James, then we're going to realize things don't shift, things don't change. They're stagnant. And we don't want stagnation as the strong friend because people already put us as an example. Even if we don't want to be an example, God called us out to have a bright light. But the thing is, we don't want that light tainted. We don't want the the watts on that light going to use so much of our energy and electricity and our resources that we blow out. I want us to have a light that is sustaining, but it has boundaries, it has limits, and it's it's um, plugged into the right source, right? And so um, 
Give yourself the space to fail openly and publicly. Grace is available for you every day. It's available for us every day. And in every situation that we face, we have the ability to have grace. In order for us to be the standard in real time, you have to be intentional about unlearning. Ask yourself if the way that mama did it, the way that daddy did it, the way that I experienced in high school, the way that they taught me in this last relationship, the way that they're saying this, does this job work for me? Does that schooling work for me? What did I learn from this situation? Begin to unlearn some things about yourself. Unlearn some things that you were taught in religious settings and really build a relationship with God through honesty, vulnerability, and um, just time trusting him. And so unlearning and challenging yourself and challenging your mindset in every area also as well as what you believe about yourself in order for you become in order in order for us to move from being the exception to the standard is we have to unlearn and we have to be willing to challenge our own mindsets about what we believe about ourselves. And then the last thing that I wrote down here is that in order for us to be the standard and not the exception, we have to trust God by being consistent in our healing. So that's either going to counseling, forgiving, talking to your friends, your trusted family members, your, your pastor, whomever you can trust, and being in a solid community. You have to find yourself around people who want to do the same thing. A community is like-minded people who believe, think, and have the same goal or vision. If you're not around people who want to heal, you will not shift from being the exception to being the standard. It's standard for me to have friends who want to heal, who are healing. There's standard for me to be around people who are full of the word. It's a standard for me. It's not an exception. A lot of times we're the only one who believe in God and our families. We're the only one. It needs to become the standard by us becoming that standard. And so... Um, that is how we shift from, like, that's how we, we shift from living in a place of being the exception to being the standard. Your trauma and your drama is not the standard for your life. Dysfunction is not the standard. You have to begin to unlearn, relearn, release, forgive, and heal by moving in resilience and allowing it to activate your faith. And the last thing I want you to know is being the standard, um, which means being in, it, it means that you're going to stay in constant motion. Don't allow yourself to get stagnant. Okay. And so you have to be resilient in breaking free from your anger, your codependency, your depression, your self-loathing, your fear, your shame, your poor decisions, et cetera, et cetera. And you have to change how you see yourself daily to break the cycles of dysfunction. As we are the strong friends for many sisters, we have to realize that there is a state of being in which we can live within our own skin that is free from inner turmoil. Resilience can cause you to go from being the exception to being the standard. You have to be willing to be resilient. You have to be willing to get knocked down ten time, nine times and get up 10. You have to be willing to say, God, not my will, but your will be done. You have to be willing to say that. And so this is the end of episode nine. I am so glad that you were here. I pray that you gain something. Please share this podcast with a sister 
who needs to shift her mind and understand that what she's been experiencing is just the exception. This is not the standard in which she is called to be, created to be, designed to be. And this is not how her life is supposed to be. God has a better way, a better plan. God has a better state of being for her to be in. And so please share this podcast. Um, Like it. Give me a review. Um, subscribe to it so that we can go through this journey together. If you are looking for a community of women who are resilient, who are full of wisdom, who are leaders, who are, um, who are, uh, sisters and friends and, and really just love keeping each other accountable, then please join the Queens Corner community. You can do that by emailing me at jasminelanise.com at gmail.com. Also, I will put the link for you to join the wait list. We are about to open up our membership. We have three levels of membership. We have the Queens. That is the first level at $5 per month. You will be able to join us for our monthly sessions. You'll get a newsletter um, and you are able to join our free community on a clubhouse um, at the Queens Corner community. Then we have the second level, and that is the Warriors. And that level is $15 per month. You will have access to a group chat. You'll have access to weekly trainings. You will have access to um, um, two sessions, one session with the whole the whole group. And you guys will have your own private session um, with the upper tiers. Um, and then you will have access to event tickets, discounts, and the like. And then we have the third. It is the Warrior Queens, the Warrior Queens, $25 per month. And you will have everything that each of these other ladies have. You'll have the group chat. You'll have the weekly teaching. You will have your um a, um, a collective where we have our sessions, but then you also have your own private session. And you will have access to um, workbooks, every um, workbooks, digital products, merchandise, exclusive merchandise. Um, you will be the first people who will get called on to actually um, lead sessions if that was something that you'll be interested in. So there's so many more things. I will have the link for that also in the bio. I mean, in the description for you to be able to click on it, for you to be able to, um, yeah, for you to be able to click on it or copy it, I mean, and, and sign up for the wait list. We are about to open, um, May, May, the first Monday, I want to say the first Monday or Saturday in May, um, we are going to open it up and everyone can pick their tiers and then we'll begin to meet together to build community and then we'll jump into real content. Um, also, you can follow me on TikTok at I am Jasmine Lanise. Um, I'm going to start doing more content on there. Just pray for you, sis. You can follow me on Facebook at Jasmine Haynes. I would love to connect with you on Facebook. I will be bringing um, a series uh, on there pretty soon as the Lord allows and you are more than welcome to email me. I would love to honor a woman. If you would like to be a guest, you can email me with subject um, guest. Tell me what topics you would like to talk about. Also, you can put um, here's your flowers. That's what a segment that we usually do on here. And you can tell me which woman you want me to honor. And um, I will do it at the end of the, each episode. Also, 
If you would like to be a sponsor, we can also, you can email me that and you can sponsor an episode and I will do a commercial for you and sharing your product and the link to your page, your website, whatever it is that you have. I thank God for you guys. And this has been a blessing and a wonderful journey because I'm growing more as a woman. And so I will see you guys in the next episode and we will see what the Lord says the topic will be when we come back next Friday. Bye. Sis, thanks for listening to That's My Sis podcast with your host, Jasmine East, a.k.a. the Queen of Inspiration. I hope that you really enjoyed as I shared from my heart from this topic of be the standard, not the exception. If you've enjoyed yourself, you felt empowered, you laughed a little bit, please come back for next week's episode. You are cordially invited to the second session of the Queen's Corner community, which is my women's ministry. We are hosting a virtual event on April 22nd at 7 p.m. Central Time via Zoom. The link will be in the description of this podcast. Share it with every woman that you know. You are also invited to join the wait list for the Queens Corner Community's membership um, group by clicking the link that will also be in this description. We would love for you to be one of our warrior queens. You can follow me on Facebook at Jasmine Haynes. You can follow me on TikTok at, ja- at I am Jasmine Lanise. You can follow me on Clubhouse at Jasmine Lanise. We also have a club on there. We would love for you to join us for prayer. We pray Mondays at 9 p.m. Central Time. And we pray on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. We can't wait to see you. I'm so happy that you were able to listen to this podcast. Thank you for all your support and your love. Until next week, it is your girl, Jasmine Lanise, signing off. Be bold, be you, be free. Bye.